maybe worry less or do what everybody else needs you to do as much or get out of toxic relationships or areas that are constantly stressing you out. All of those things aren't going to help. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of clients or friends who have been trying to get out of burnout for over three years. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time once Mm -hmm. you're there. And so, yeah, I feel super passionate about giving people tools like I said, stress is a silent creeper. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and as a podcast host, I have learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories may trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to share, but to listen to the stories of others. So I thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that I am recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaiaks, on whose territory I work and live. Ariana Novak is a passionate, empathetic, and community-cultivating being with a deep desire for connection and helping others heal and live a healthy life. She's one of the co-owners of Hustle & Flow, and more recently of their latest venture, Everlove, in Collingwood. In this conversation, we hear about Ariana's three-week journey turned six-month journey in Costa Rica and how this was so pivotal for her own personal healing. This weaves into the power of darkness and dark places, inner child work, in the manageability of stress. With the chaos of last year, there'd been a bit of a hold on this release. So Ariana, thanks so much for your patience. I cannot believe how much has changed since we recorded in October. Ariana and her now fiance have settled in Collingwood and are expecting a baby within the next two months. Ariana's entire world right now is all about creation and she's now found her flow. As always, we start with the invitation for Ariana to tell us about one of her biggest life pivots. So I actually had a very recent life pivot. I um, spent the first half of this year in Costa Rica, and it turned from a three-week journey into a six-month journey. Oh, wow. And... If you've never been to Costa Rica, there is literally a healing vortex that happens there and it sucks you in. And I, all of a sudden just started feeling super drained and fatigued. And for me, that was just very abnormal. I am good at juggling a lot of things and multitasking and doing all the things in one day. I love getting the most out of every single day. And I had gotten to Costa Rica and literally plummeted Mm. and I couldn't figure out what was going on. It was like, I didn't have as much inspiration to get out of bed. I didn't want to do all the things. I didn't want to start new projects. I felt creatively super drained. I didn't really want to go meet people and do all the adventures. And for me, that was kind of scary to be honest. Mm -hmm. And being there for six months really gave me the time and space to sit back and ask the big questions like, what's going on? Am I actually happy where I'm at? What do I need? How am I not taking care of myself? Where am I not being honest with my heart? And it's extremely painful to be in that space Mm -hmm. of inquiry in that way, because I, I felt like 
it was like, I was caught off guard. Like everything was fine. It was fine until it wasn't. And I always say like, stress is like a silent creeper. It's like, we are always on the verge where stress is manageable, 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 and then it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I had been hovering on for so long. It was just like, I'm managing, I'm managing, I'm managing. And for anybody who does a lot of self-growth work, it's like the positive psychology of like, well, if I tell myself everything's fine and I think Mm -hmm. a bunch of positive thoughts, then everything's fine. (laughs) But that allowed no space for me to actually be truthful with like, oh, I am headed for some serious trouble if I don't make some big shifts now. Mm -hmm. And so the first half of this year was really about like what needs to pivot in my life. And a big thing for me is I love being in spaces and environments that inspire me. I love being with nature. I love being in active communities. It's like I knew all these things that really uplifted me and, and really like that's what Costa Rica reminded me is how important being in a place that inspires you is because the more that I was there and the more I found my people and my spots and all of that, the more I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm really missing this back home. Mm-hmm. And so when I got home, I actually, I said to my boyfriend, I said like, we're moving. <laughs> I don't know where, but we're moving. And that really was like the ripple of something new. And so, um, yeah, we're headed off to Collingwood, which is about two hours away from where we are. And we're about to embark on a new journey and create new community and create a new business there. And we're leaving everything that we kind of know and that we've built behind for the sake of growth and evolution and for the sake of challenging ourselves. And also I think like being in a mountainous town, there just is a natural slowness Mm -hmm. and a different pace than being in an urban city. And my body's just saying like, yes, please, please slow down. Um, And so, yeah, that's, I would say brings me to where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I have so many things going on in my mind right now. Number one was when you were talking about the, the that space, the pain that comes with the darkness of being in a space where you're questioning where you're at. Are you actually even happy? I listened to this beautiful podcast the other day with Mark Groves and Francis Weller, and I loved his perspectives on the darkness and the fact that so much beauty can come from darkness. When you think of what our hearts are doing at this moment, you know, they're beating in pure darkness or that a child grows and is created in pure darkness. And you think of the root systems underneath our trees and in nature that are in pure darkness, right? And how the psyche- the sun that the sun rises in the dark. You got it. Mm -hmm. So there's so much renewal in dark spaces. And I love that you were able to just really, it, it sucks to have been through the darkness and the decay. But when you look at where you're at right now, your move to Collingwood is huge. Like this is significant. So I feel like it's also been such a pole vault moment into where you're at. And then I was also thinking about the slowness of these mountainous areas because I can feel the same way. I mean, being in a super small mountainous town right now in the mountains, there is a natural slowness. And I think with the chaos that is the world right now, that is such a way to nourish yourself, to be surrounded by the stillness and the slowness. 
(sighs) So I want you to tell me all about two things here. What are you leaving behind when it comes to the business that you've created and what business are you walking into? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately it's like when I sat with all that darkness, there was a lot of fear about like, how do I move forward? Uh, What am I leaving behind? And yeah, you, you touched on it is like, I've spent the past three years creating a yoga program at a studio uptown Waterloo and really pouring my heart and soul into creating that and, and imagining what it could be and dreaming into the potential of it. And that emotionally is a lot, let alone all the stresses of the ins and outs of the operations of the business and people relationships and community that we built there. And man, oh man, I've met so many incredible people along that journey. And yeah, when I got honest with what was stopping me, it was the fear of well, what if I never have that again? Mm. Or what if I'm walking away from something incredible and I'm just taking it for granted? Or what if, you know, my partner, he would say something really good is you always are where you are. And so if you're not happy here, what's to say that moving to a new space, you'll be happy there. And there's a lot of truth to that, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so I had to look at, well, what am I just trying to shift responsibility out of and think that a new place is going to fix all my problems mm-hmm. and what's my shit that I have to deal with. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, of course, a lot of people move because it's just easier to leave behind things that aren't working mm-hmm. without really dealing. But then we, we get to a new place and realize like, oh, well, here I am. Like my own unhappiness is here too. So I think that there's um, that. So I'm leaving behind everything I've built, but I, I do believe that if I've built it once, I can build it again. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a lot of statistics about entrepreneurs and their second business venture. And the success rate of their second business venture is actually so much higher than their first because they've learned Mm -hmm. all the things. And so how I see this chapter in my life of the past three years at Hustle and Flow is like, it really was like going to business school. It was a time to learn and educate myself and to get in the weeds of what it means to run a business and to realize like, you do have to be partly crazy (laughs) to be an entrepreneur because it never stops. The job never ends. And often you're not really getting rewarded every day or being praised every day for what you're doing. And so there has to be that intrinsic motivation that comes with it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm stepping into is, you know, I've owned the business hustle and flow is owned with three other partners. Mm -hmm. And this ever love is me and my beloved, his name is Dan. It's the two of us. And the thought of creating something that both of us have just like really spent the time to dream into elates me. Mm -hmm. It's, it will be my first baby. And it's different. Hustle and Flow is was a space where there was vibrancy and liveness and a lot of hustle and bustle. And mm-hmm. Everlove is going to be, a, for lack of a better term, a safe haven. Mm-hmm. The pillar of it is to create a safe space for people to grow, feel inspired and heal. And I have experienced so many healing modalities that are totally out there that have brought me closer to my heart than I ever 
than any pill or any drug could have ever done for me. And I feel like those gifts are out there and there are people who are excited to learn about themselves in new ways and to grow in that. And I am like so excited to create a community of bomb ass healing practitioners that are just like on fire and to light them up. Mm -hmm. You made a really beautiful point pre-recording about how there's so many holistic healing practitioners that are out there that aren't out there being like, come to me, come to me. You know, I'm amazing. I heal bodies. And then when you actually go to them and they change your life, you're like, how does the whole world not know about you? Like I have my own handful, even from my time back in Ontario, that for whatever need I could call someone and be like, I need to come and see you. They'd welcome me and they'd say, absolutely. And I'd walk out feeling so nourished, so refreshed, so healed, so full, you know? And I feel the same way about how this is also going to create a community around them, you know? And then within that space, the the connection to community is just going to keep evolving and keep growing and just keep giving back. Like that's what this community is. And I think that that's what gets me so fired up about what you're creating with Everlove because it's such a perpetual give back in every way. Yeah. I mean, I think most healers that are in their work aren't spending most of their time figuring out how to market on Instagram and Facebook. No. And they literally are hidden gems. Yes. And yeah, I've just... Uh, it's taken me a long time to build a repertoire of healers that mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy crap, these people are magical. I know. It's like, it's just through all through word of mouth. And I think whenever I share with other people, when I'm leading trainings or leading yoga teacher training, like the amount of people that are just like, who do you go see in this field? Or like, who's a psychic that you know? Or, and the amount of people that are so open and ready to receive healing from alternative practices is insane. They just don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's a directory. And often a lot of healers literally aren't, they're just doing their work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I'm just really excited. I'm trying to like nudge all my favorite people to move with me to Collingwood (laughs) and um, lure them in. Um, So yeah, I and I think there's a perfect duo there of like Collingwood, the Blue Mountains is such a tourist attraction area. So people come wanting to experience new things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to just introduce different opportunities to people. Mm-hmm. I think that knowledge that you're speaking from as well, when it comes to your own experiences with like your own healing journey, but the exhaustion that you experienced and the stress that you were hovering on, bringing that into a space that you are informing people of maybe, maybe why, maybe you haven't actually thought that you've been spending the last year and a half or almost going to be two years here shortly. You know, your body, your mind, your soul is not designed to withstand that much stress for this long. Why not try this? And I think that people are at a space right now where they're so open to Mm -hmm. trying new things right now, which is going to be a really exciting journey for you and Dan to take with Everlove in this space by offering these different healing modalities in a community to the population there, but also to the greater good. Yeah. I mean, like it's burnout. It's it's a crazy thing. And it like for women in particular with, with hormone levels, it's so I can, I have um, 
been working with a naturopath for quite some time to manage chronic fatigue syndrome as well as adrenal burnout, Mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue. And like when we looked at the numbers together, he literally tested my estrogen, my cortisol, all these things. They were like so plummeted. And it's like, I'm, I'm running, I'm trying to run a race when I haven't eaten for five days. Mm -hmm. That's, that's literally like how life feels these days for me. And I think there is a natural, I'm also like an an empath. I'm a highly sensitive person. And so I naturally feel the energy around me and, and a lot, just so you know, there's actually a statistic one in five people are empaths or highly sensitive people. And so specifically for people who are just feeling into the energy, there is a tiredness in the field Mm -hmm. and you might be feeling that. And you, it just might be like, there is, we're in a season in, in life of winter where things are dying and people are in hibernation. And I think that that is to be honored and respected. And, you know, there's, there's subtle signs of burnout or chronic stress, which is just like, you stop wanting to hang around people. You stop wanting to be as social as you once were. You don't have creative energy to produce new things. You're constantly tired. You might even wake up feeling tired. That was like a telltale sign for me. Um, your digestive system will naturally be off if you're stressed. Your sex drive is won't be the same. And so all our body is like trying to get our attention if you're feeling any or one of those things that it's like, okay, it's actually time to slow down into the rhythms of life, whether we want to or not. And yeah, I think it's so important because we could keep running on empty. Like humans are so good at overriding our bodies, ignoring the signs that are all in front of us chalking it up to, to be nothing mm-hmm. and then keep going until it's like far too late. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of holistic practices, they're preventative practices. They are used before it's too late. I mean, there definitely are a lot that can help when things turn into disease, but it's crazy, Amanda. Like if you think about disease, it always starts with stress. Yeah. Physical, mental, and emotional. Yeah. Physical, mental, and emotional. Yeah. And So the number one thing that my naturopath actually shared with me that I needed to do to shift my own stress levels was to start making me my number one priority again. Mm -hmm. And he said, you can take all the supplements, all the herbs, you can get all the sleep, you can be doing the right exercise. But ultimately, if your mind is not in a healthy state, if you're not starting to maybe worry less or do what everybody else needs you to do as much or get out of toxic relationships or areas that are constantly stressing you out. All of those things aren't going to help. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of clients or friends who have been trying to get out of burnout for over three years. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time once Mm -hmm. you're there. And so, yeah, I feel super passionate about giving people tools like I said, stress is a silent creeper. It is a silent creeper. And so I have so many questions about your own healing journey through this. So working with your naturopath, when you mentioned that there were a couple tools that he was having you work through, putting yourself first Mm -hmm. as your first priority, 
that so much reminds me of codependency as well, just codependency in general and about how we try to intuit the needs of others. And this is a, you know, based on our own childhood experiences, blah, 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 and how they play out in adulthood. So, I mean, that's just a whole other branch that we could jump into. But I'm also curious about what strategies you started to implement in your own life in order to put yourself first to stop worrying less. Like these are big things when you're a highly sensitive person, which I also identify as super, super sensitive person. So Mm -hmm. I'm super curious in some of your strategies and how you were able to pull back to push forward with yourself. Mm -hmm. So lately, my biggest work has been all around inner child healing. Mm -hmm. And what I have learned through doing courses and programs and my own work is that each and every one of us has a little girl or a little boy or a little human that lives within us as adults. Mm -hmm. And they have needs. (laughs) And the more that I've connected with my own inner child, the more I realize that a lot of my stress bubbles down to the needs of little Ariana not being met, whether it's the needs of belonged or accepted or included or valued, taken care of or thought of. And it is 100% my job to take care of those needs. And so I've been spending a lot of time doing meditations to get to know her because I literally have neglected her Mm -hmm. for years and years. It's so easy to get caught up in doing in the world. You know, I lived it, I worked in a corporate setting for seven years and it's just, it's easy to go through the motions of life, forgetting that there's much more beyond what we see and that there's so much going on inside of us that literally our relationship with ourselves could be a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, a big part of my healing has been really like checking in and doing meditations, just asking her, like, what do you need? What do you need? And she'll even say things like, I need rest or like, I just need quiet time or I just need alone time or I need space. It's so interesting. Like the messages are so simple, but they always connect with like also what adult me needs. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we're managing like two people. So that's been, that's been a really interesting, fascinating thing. And then the other thing is, um, I've just been saying, I've been saying no to a shit ton. Yeah. Like I really, honestly, at where I'm at right now is like, if something doesn't bring me joy, if something doesn't light me up, if something doesn't align with my purpose, if something doesn't challenge me, if something doesn't help me grow or evolve, it's just a no, Mm -hmm. like it's just a no. And along with that is when I catch myself thinking about other people, or maybe I'll catch myself judging someone else, or I'll have a friend and I'm worried about them, or I want, I wish that they would do better for themselves, or I wish that they were in a different place. My mantra right now has been, that's not mine. Mm -hmm. It's not mine. Mm -hmm. It's It's not mine. Yeah. And it's just a little layer of protection of just like, oh, right. Like I don't have to take on worrying about everybody and their lives. Like it's not mine. And my job is to take care of me and to, so that I can be the best version of myself to do the work that I need to do in the world. But I definitely can't do that if I'm so plagued or like foggy with that. I think the world should be different than it is because I think I have it figured out and I want everybody else to change. Mm -hmm. 
So that's, that's also been a beautiful thing is just like really stepping into that mantra of like, what's mine and what's not mine and anything that's not mine. Like I send it on its way. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put it down, put it down. I have another question about the, the burnout in how it was starting to show up in your life. Like you'd mentioned that a little bit earlier about you, um, even about what your naturopath had said about, you know, how it actually will show up and what chronic fatigue looks like. How did it start to show up for you to a level that you were like, okay, something is so Mm -hmm. not right. Mm -hmm. So what I could say is I probably could have gone to see a naturopath two years ago about Mm. burnout. And I would bet that my numbers then would have been low, which is why I say like, it's something that you could do nothing about for a very long time until all of a sudden you can't get out of bed or all of a sudden you're chronically depressed or all of a sudden you're just so moody and can't control your emotions in any way. And so for me, I think like waking up feeling tired was a telltale sign. Cause it's like, well, I slept for eight or nine hours. Like I went to bed at a reasonable time. Like I feel like I had a good sleep. Why am I still tired? And I kept sleeping like that. So it was like, well, it's not, yes, I get that. Like sometimes we're tired and we need to catch up, but being chronically tired first thing in the morning is just seems off. And then the other thing that I didn't know that this was correlated, but it is, is I'm an extremely active person. I'm also an avid runner. I love moving my body. I love spinning and cycling and running and doing yoga and lifting weights. I love it all. It's my way to release energy. I do it every day. I never miss moving my body. And I also don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. I also don't eat sugar. So I have an extremely healthy diet, but I, my body has not changed or lost weight in years. And I just find that really like, to me, that was like a big question mark of like, why am I not able to get more toned or be more lean? Like, why is that not happening for me? And so my naturopath essentially was just like, your hormones are literally trying to function. And so it's running off of permanent stress. And when you're in a stress state, it's really hard to do things like lose weight. And there's so much research about women in particular and their hormones, when their hormones are off, doing more hardcore, intense workouts is not the medicine Mm -hmm. that you need. And so that was another thing that was just really interesting to me. And then I've always felt like my digestive system has, has been a challenge where if I eat a little bit different than I normally eat often, like my stomach will be off or I'll feel bloated or, or something. It's very sensitive. And I think that that's as a result of being in permanent stress. Mm-hmm. And also like when I get honest with my mind, it's like, I don't see value in slowing down, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, mm-hmm. but I really, I'm like, no, I want to live my day. Like, why would I sit around and do nothing when there's so much exciting things or people I could meet or things I could do. And I always just see that there's so much opportunity to live, but that's to, it's to a fault. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, I'm really having to shift my perspective on what it means to do nothing and the value in that. You know, I I was raised in a house where my dad's a farmer. He brought us out to the farm every day. He never wanted us to sleep in. We were doing chores. Definitely watching TV was a no-go. 
And my parents just like really drilled it into me that like your days are used for doing things. And so I, I think like it's hardwired in me, but it is healing that for me and my inner child mm-hmm. to do, not continue to repeat the pattern where it's like shamed to mm-hmm. do little. Oh, this is the kind of stuff that I could talk for days and days about. Everything that you're saying and have said in this conversation, it just hits me right in the core. Like it really, really deeply, deeply resonates. And yeah, I I feel like these are the kinds of conversations that also help people feel less alone because the chronic fatigue thing, I'm sure that if people were to actually sink inwards for a second and be like, okay, oh my gosh, like so much of that is me right now, especially with the weight of the world on top of everything else. Like life in itself is a challenge for sure. But then you add in this pandemic as well. And even just talking about it or even trying to avoid the conversation, like that's a stress in itself. So something so interesting, um, my good friend, Patrick, he's an osteopath, but he, he said to me, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on right now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you believe or don't believe the world is feeling pressure. Mm -hmm. This entire year has been about pressure Mm -hmm. and what you do under pressure. Mm -hmm. And some people have literally used it as inertia to move forward or to grow something new. Some people, a lot of people have felt overwhelmed and burdened and stressed and it's just sitting in their bodies. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you're right. Like there is a weight to the world right now. And I believe truly and deeply that the answer is through love and compassion. And I think that's really important is coming home to like, well, what would love say? Mm-hmm. What would love say right now in all these tough conversations and how would love act and mm-hmm. how can we be compassionate? How can we see each other as humans all trying to figure this out, recognizing that it is equally challenging and all of us are trying to do the best with what we know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Being respectful of your time and being super mindful of it, because <laughs> I think we could talk for days about this. I'd love to ask you my three safe haven style questions. You ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What are you most proud of? I think I'm right now. I feel extremely proud that I was willing to look in the mirror and actually get honest with myself. It's fucking humbling. Like, yeah. man, oh man, especially as someone who's a leader and teacher in the self-help world. It's like, I thought I had it all figured out. But the, the thing is like self-growth never really truly ends. And even when we unpack one layer, there's just another layer there. And so I feel really proud that it's like, okay, I'm back in my own work. And it's easy almost to sit in the seat of teacher where everybody else does the work. But I think it's a lot more humbling to sit in the seat of student to life and be open to that. And so, yeah, I just feel really open in my heart right now, which is a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. What would you like to be known for? Mm. For me, bringing community together to create a safe space where everyone feels like their unique gift actually matters. If I can create that, I feel I've lived my life well. And if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be? Ooh, that question gives me goosebumps. It's to remember that we are all on our own journey and comparison is an epidemic. And wherever you are right now is the perfect starting point to the next moment in your life. And so there's beauty in being 
and there's also beauty in transformation. And yeah, I just think like the message that I want to give you is it's the journey of life and the unfolding of life that's beautiful. Not not having any challenges or avoiding the least amount of suffering. That's all inevitable, but it's how we choose to be with it and how gracefully we move through it. And so wherever you are right now, whatever struggle, whatever challenge, may you ask yourself, like, how do you want to be with it? How do you want to be with it? And just know that you have more control than you know what to do with. Mm -hmm. So, so beautiful. Ariana, where do people follow your journey online? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I'm trying more and more to get off Instagram, but um, if you want to connect, I'm at Ariana, A-R-I-A-N-A dot Novak, N-O-V-A-K. So that's my Insta handle. And then if you are in Collingwood and you want to come check us out, it's tryeverlove.com. This is amazing. Ariana, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. Like these are the kinds of conversations that we're going to have again and again and again. Yay. (laughs) Ariana, thank you so, so much for joining me as a guest on the Safe Haven podcast. Having followed along with Hustle and Flow and now Everlove, I feel so excited for your growing businesses and now growing family. Sending all of my love and best wishes as you move forward. To everyone listening, I recognize the privilege that comes with this platform, and I'm committed to creating a brave and inclusive space with intention. If this episode has hit you right in the heart or inspired you in any way, please screenshot the screen while you're listening, send it to your friends, and share it in your Instagram stories. Please be sure to tag us at the Safe Haven Podcast so we can personally thank you for it. If you're able to write a review or leave a juicy five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really helps this podcast grow. Sending my love and I will talk to you next week.